Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard ranked ladder. I'm your host, Darren Alkaline, and along with me are my co-hosts, Grandmasters and Master Scorecaster, Dragon Rider. And you know him, you love him, Major Death. <laughs> What did I do to deserve yes. that extra? I don't I mean, know. I'll take it, but I mean, I'm feeling a little under the weather. I probably sound like I'm even further under the weather, but uh, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> that was just a... You deserve it. Exactly. You do deserve it, but that was just a spur of the moment. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. All right. So, Dragon Rider, since, since Mage is obviously you get feeling a little under weather, we're going to have uh, Dragon Rider and I are going to pick up the slack this week and we're going to keep Mage talking a little bit less so I can rest yes. that beautiful voice of his. <laughs> yes, I did not want to miss another week after just missing one a week ago. So I'm here in body and spirit, but I might not be saying quite as much as I uh I normally do. But I am going to start by giving last week's poll question. We asked you, which of what of these classes do you think leverages the Prince Nathriel card text the best? Which? It should have been which. I don't know. <laughs> In any event, 35 votes for the four classes we gave. And with 37.1% of the votes, you said Druid was the class that was going to leverage the card uh text the best followed by warlock at 31.4 priest with 20 percent of the votes and paladin 11.4 percent of the votes and and actually strikingly enough uh was been seeing a few infographs from hs replay and it looks like the class that might be doing the best with prince renathal wasn't even one of those for it it's hunter actually is doing yep. really well with prince renathal that's the deck i've been playing <laughs> hunter it's so interesting like i yeah. think that popped up like after we recorded last week because that was mm -hmm. not a thing at all when yeah, we were no. recording last week no, I, I mean, Sidisi will say it was definitely the next big thing <laughs> at that point. But yeah, yeah for, for the community at large, we, we weren't quite aware of just what an explosive deck that was going to be. And, and it seems to have really taken off over the last week. Yeah, I think uh, on HS Replay, I think Hunter's the top win class right now. And that deck... According to their stats, I don't have premium HS re, uh, HS replay stats, but like according to them, it's got like a sixty-two point five win percent. So I started like, okay, I I like decks that can climb. So I <laughs> so I started playing that. So okay, I played a few games with it. I did not do very well with it for some reason. I felt like I was missing the big beasts that I was actually looking for and kept finding all the, the, the four mana beasts instead. It is an interesting deck and it's, I mean, the 40 cards definitely makes it difficult to a little bit more challenging and a little less consistent. So dragon rider, have you played, I know you're, you're a very, very often <laughs> a hunter enjoyer. Yes. Have you played this deck? Uh, I have played Beast Hunter, 
quite a bit, but I have not played the 40 card Excel version. Um, I will admit I have now officially before this, this uh, podcast started, I have played my very first game with Prince Renathal. Woo! I've now played one. One of All us. All right, I've done one it. One of us. <laughs> I just, like, I, I kind of like that it's a thing, and I like that there are people who really enjoy it and that deck style, but, like, I just don't. I don't know. I'm just like, eh, That's fine. I don't really have an interest in, like, even trying it. I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, eh, okay, like, I like, I like... <sighs> I like my 30-card decks, all right? Like, <laughs> give me my 30-card decks. Give me my aggressive stuff. Let me draw my good stuff and let me hit them in the face. That's what I want. <laughs> um, but I might I might try this this one. Uh, I don't know if it got very much success, but I did see Edelweiss messing around with uh, a Frontlines Renathal Paladin deck, which looked super interesting. <laughs> so... I wasn't might she, have to give that one a try. Wasn't she playing? Wasn't she playing Frontlines Paladin last month too? Yes, yeah, <laughs> she was. <laughs> but the Renathal one looked really interesting, and and I think it was allowed the deck to have a little bit more to uh, kind of keep it in the. I game. I mean, you could go but. more than once with it with Renathal, and and there's more big minions in your deck, right? So yeah. Or more tools to help keep you alive for those big things, but uh, that yeah. looked really interesting. But I haven't tried this. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely not something that was like at the top of my mind of uh, what I expected to see a lot of for Renathal decks. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Okay, so let's move on to the news. Okay, so first up, Hearthstone designer Cora. How do you pronounce her last name? I. I didn't want to slot Giorgio. Okay. Cora Giorgio shares insight on murder at the castle Narthria via Twitter Q and a, the murder, uh, the murder mystery theme came first. Then somebody in a brainstorm session suggest the, the, the session suggested Revendreth as the setting for a murder mystery dinner party. And it seemed too good to be true. Gothic vampires that throw parties are cool. Her words, not mine. (laughs) Uh, Each class will receive a location card for their total of 10 locations for the expansion. You can have more than one location and play it at once, not more than seven, obviously. So as we talked about last week, a location does eat up one of your board spaces too. So... Um, you can have, uh, they decided not to make too many locations because team five don't want to encourage players to fill the board with them and have no room for minions. Okay. And then that doesn't feel like that should be a problem, but at the same time, I guess, I guess maybe that is a problem that, that, that you want to make sure that that doesn't happen. If you give people too many toys, they're going to play with them. (laughs) They're going to break something. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting, I think, on that perspective. I definitely understand it. Um, and I don't know, I don't, we haven't seen anything yet. There's still a ton of cards to, to be revealed yet. And in the, like, intro video, um, there was a line where Cora said something about, um, you know, unless your opponent plays a, plays something to remove a location, something along those lines. So yeah. I'm guessing there's going to be something in there to remove locations off the board. Kind of like weapon destruction 
is the thing for weapons, but I don't know how many of those they're going to have. So I'm not expecting, like, if they really had an issue with uh, players filling the board with these locations and not having room, they probably would put a lot more destruction type stuff in there, but. I imagine. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, there. I, I remember that comment. There, It was something about, um, you know, they unless uh, uh, you they can't be destroyed unless targeted targeted specifically um by an effect or something like that it was yeah. i'll, um, was, I'll was, see was if i can pull meant. it up exactly here and and say but yeah i just i caught that in the video thing it was like that's interesting maybe it's a clue to what's coming but i don't it know make, how much of it they'll have it would make sense they would have at least like one potential neutral minion to like do something about locations it would make sense okay so uh the cooldown is a balanced decision for a couple of reasons first off team five didn't want to put a mana cost on using the ability it just feels better to be able to play the location and use the effect immediately okay locations are very face up we want the opponent to feel like they can still play their cards even though there's a location on the board because the controller of the location doesn't have access to the effect every turn. So, I like that. I feel like um, what what we've seen of locations so far, like these, I feel like locations are going to be somewhat skill-testing cards too. Like knowing when to pop your location and you know, use it and weave it in and, you know, optimize your, your usage with uh, the cooldowns. I think they're, I think it's super interesting. So. I, I agree. I think, you, you know, you obviously want to be able to play the location card and then you do have that option right away of, of using the effect, but then it goes on cooldown and you have to wait then an ad additional turn before you get to use the effect again. So figuring out if, hey, maybe I play the location now, but I don't use the effect until next turn. Maybe that's going to be the route that works better for you. Yeah, I'm really interested to see these as well. Um, and I did find in the video here where she says, she says, uh, they can't actually be damaged or destroyed unless a card specifically says so is the exact line from the video but um i'm i'm excited for these i like i said i think they're going to be pretty skill testing planning when you want to use it uh and well, i mean i'm sure we'll talk about some of these but i did notice that uh, they don't all have the same amount of durability too which i think is also kind of plays into that like skill testing thing where you can't just like oh let's all just have uh the same amount of durability and I can kind of use this effect that's obviously much better more times. So yeah, I I'm excited for, uh, for these overall. I think they're going to be really, really cool. Here, here. Okay. Infused cards are transformed and will remain that way throughout zone changes. What does that mean by zone changes? I don't, is it um, when they, so like when they from get... hand to board? Gotcha. Or board okay. To deck. Okay. That's what I assumed, but I just wanted to make sure. So it's it's like um, 
think the uh, corrupted cards, how the yeah. image changes when they're corrupted. If you've been on Twitter, you've seen people posting them. Yes. That's literally the next bullet. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> on the next page, the sub bullet of that is yes. just like corrupted corruption or just like corrupt and corrupted cards and views cards are totally different cards than their uh, infused counterparts. So the non-infused card is different than the infused card. Correct. Sorry, I that was just something. I, I read that bullet, too, and I was just like, I just wanted to say it there, too, just to drive that point home. So if you shuffle an infused card, it won't revert to its base form. So I believe that was the same with corrupted cards too. So yep. that's yeah, that, that's yep. the bullet point. Exactly. That. Yeah. So that's and exactly. it's pretty interesting that way. So that it's you know that once you infuse it, you're it's not going to go back to some other form. And uh, I think that's probably also part of why they have like the different art on it as well. So it's really easy to tell. Like they did with the corrupted, like hey, once it's changed, it has new art and everything, so you can really differentiate the fact that it's it's different. It's an it's its own card. Exactly. All right. So this this wraps it up. What I've just been saying because I want it. Yeah, I know it's in the next bullet. I just wanted to say it so we're all like I was thinking it, and I just wanted to say it too. So just like the corrupt and corrupted infused cards are totally different cards from their infused counterparts. Um, so they tested both forty-five and fifty for Prince Renathal, but it was probably too much. <laughs> uh, Can you imagine a fifty-card deck with Prince Renathal? Not in Hearthstone. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, at like, maybe I can understand the cards, but mm -hmm. if they also matched it up to fifty health, no, please no. <laughs> like I, I don't want that at all. Yeah, that's fair. I know. Maybe someone wants it, but I'm a control player, and I even I don't want it. So, yeah. And uh, one class has a brand new theme they've never tried before. So we've got a lot to be looking forward to over the next uh, couple weeks as we arch forward to uh, uh, August second. So it's gonna be gonna be very exciting. And uh, first, and then we have in the shop. New constructed and battleground bundles available. So you have first up you have our um it's the Blaze Fighters bundle, a new Fellfire uh Arana Demon Hunter skin. Well ranked uh tier two, vendor Maev Rogue skin, tier two, and Torchbearer uh I never remember how to Tyrant or Tyrande? Tyranda. Tyranda. Okay, yeah, sorry. Tyranda pre-skin, tier two, plus three packs for each of those characters. So, uh, for, for their classes. So, nine packs, three hero portraits. Pretty cool. 25 bucks. 
And then you have the Battlegrounds Mega Bundle Fire Festival for 30. A new Battlegrounds bartender, Raytheon, Strike Blazing, uh, the uh, Strike Animation, the Blazing Skies, and 15 Hero Skins. Bartender and Strike can also be purchased separately for $9.99 and $14.99, respectively. So, Dragon Rider. What else do we have going on in the world of tournaments? Yes. Uh, well, we had quite a bit going on. We had a big Masters Tour this past weekend. And as usual, uh, I will say who won. So if you don't want to hear that, spoiler go ahead alert. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert now. Go ahead and uh, you know hit, hit that forward button for two minutes ahead of time here. Uh, but yeah, we had Masters Tour, Vashir, and Pocket Train won. Finally, Pocket Train won. I, I know yeah. it's uh, had a lot of like close successes and a lot of, you know, tops, but I don't think he's actually won one before. So uh, he finally got a win, defeating Dravo 3 1 in the finals with a lineup of Boar Priest. Thief Rogue, Big Spell Mage, and Celestial Anachondra Druid. Uh, so that was that was pretty sweet. I loved watching him play the uh, the Big Spell Mage specifically. That was it was some pretty great games. Uh, the others in oh. the top eight included uh, Gaboom, Gabby, Habugabu, Jajo, Plastic, and Yu Ying, and. Uh, Rogue was actually apparently the most popular brought class for the tournaments, according to Off Curve and Wicked Goods deck distribution stats over there, which uh, was definitely debated a lot. I know they were talking about that a lot in the like, even at the very start of the tournament in the broadcast. Um, there, there was some casters who were really doubting Rogue a lot, but said, uh, said you know, Valera. People were, were a believer. They brought it. And it topped the win rate list on Battlefy with 54% across all of the Swiss matches. Uh, which I think, honestly, for one class to have like 54% in a tournament that big is pretty significant. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, it really is. And there was, I mean, there were multiple archetypes of Rogue true. Brat. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I think you could say three different types, like just jackpot, straight up pirate, boat rogue, as people mm -hmm. are calling it, and uh, mine rogue, right? So yeah. that's quite the variety that you had options to. So it was very cool. I, I thought it was super interesting, the, the layout and the, uh, the landscape of that tournament. We have uh, noted here as well that some of the other popular classes included Mage, Shaman, Druid, and Priest. I think, uh, at least from my perspective, I definitely did not uh, see any surprise in Druid being brought Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did expect some Shaman, but honestly, I was surprised that there wasn't quite as much Warlock. Because I think right before this Master's Tour, we were seeing a lot of people, and, and even in our poll, right, we had... Uh, Warlock is an option, I believe, for like Renathal decks, and uh, it seemed like the consensus was kind of that uh, Warlock just wasn't quite there, just wasn't quite enough, and 
some of the other decks were pretty good against it. So, yeah, and uh, the 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 game of the 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 tournament. I, I I'm saying this now, and I don't remember who was playing against, but Pocket Train. I think it was in the the game before the finals. His Boar Priest game was just it was insanity. It was like I have not seen gameplay like that in quite some time, and I was like, "Oh, there's no possible way he could!" Oh my god, he just won! <laughs> like it was really, it they they referred to it as a master class in Boar Priest, and I'm like, "Yep, that yeah, that's absolutely correct. That was a master class in in Boar Priest because like, holy hell, did he just like dominate with that deck? It was really cool." So, all right. Um, Well, that is, that's what we have for uh, the the big Masters Tour. Mm -hmm. We do have some kind of stuff uh, coming up uh, that I definitely wanted to cover. One of them is uh, ILH. They are kind of a community uh, organization that does a lot of tournaments. Uh, So they are hosting another one coming up. This coming Saturday, July 9th, it starts at 9 a.m. Eastern. It is on the European server, though, because they are uh, kind of based out of Europe. But I did want to bring this up for a couple of reasons. I think this is pretty great. It's got a $200 prize pool uh, split between top four. So pretty pretty good uh, money there, potentially. But the, the format is also pretty interesting. It's a best of three Conquest Swiss that cuts to a top eight single elimination. So it's not quite the same like best of five Swiss that you'd see in like the master's tour, but uh, that is a great format, I think. And uh, it gives people experience playing. It's not going to be like super extremely over the top long, uh, I think because it's that best of three instead of best of five. But uh, again, Swiss is pretty great, and a lot of a lot of competitive players do tend to like Swiss just because of uh, I think they get to manage their results a little bit better. So that's always something. But one cool thing is they are trying to work with some of the other kind of community members, and uh, if you sign up and play, you can tell them that AFG that Amberflight Gaming sent you. And that you heard about the about it from them, and you'll get to support AFG directly. So yay! Please uh, do that if you're going to play, because that would be awesome. We'll have the uh, tournament link for you. Yeah, go join. Tell me AFG sent you. Tell tell them Dawn sent you personally. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh. and uh, I don't know. This this one's pretty interesting. The Battleground Lobby Legends Fire Festival uh, is also coming up this weekend. Uh, Saturday the 9th through Sunday the 10th and uh, starting at 8 a.m. Pacific time. So a little bit beforehand, but uh, this one is 16 players uh, and they'll have two lobbies. So two you know, groups of eight, three matches per lobby for the first day. And then they've been trying out this uh, for day two. They do a top eight, but then they do this check format, which I don't know if either of you have seen anything about it but it's kind of an interesting thing oh it's super cool yeah so they they play these lobbies and then um, everybody earns points right for how they place in in the battleground and then uh kind of once somebody in once one of those eight players gets to 20 points basically they put the lobby in check i guess kind of like um 
you know, saying check in uh, like chess. Chess, yes, yes. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of the word chess for a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. oh. um, and, and then at that point, they have to get a first place, right, in order to actually, like, be declared the winner. And it's uh so it's a pretty interesting format. I don't. It sounds like it could potentially go really long, but uh, it seems really interesting and kind of keeps people like in it. And it feels like it's not just a oh somebody got like two eighth places and now that that's the end of the run for them. So kind of an interesting uh, format. But there is a fifty thousand dollar prize pool for that tournament. And then uh, the English broadcast for casters, in addition to all of the kind of community-run streams uh, and co-casting, is uh, going to be Raven, who we all know from the uh, standard tournaments, and also Nina is noob. And so it's great to see uh, some more community members getting opportunities. And, uh, you know, Nina is awesome as well. Like, she really knows her stuff. So really looking forward to checking out uh, her casting as well. That's awesome. Yeah, that should be a good time. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, okay. Now let's I mean, talk that's about a what lot. we're like, actually here for. <laughs> that is a lot. It is. But, you know, we don't need to hear any more about that. There's new cards. Who wants to? I want to talk about new cards. There's some really cool new cards. Did you I guys know. get to look at some of those? Yes. Let's talk about yes. some new cards. So, uh. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's one of those times that you're like, you're scrolling through Twitter and just hoping to see something new. It was kind of cool. They did reveal a couple cards at um, the master score in between the round of 16, the, on day three, top 16 went, the first round went so fast that they had time to review two cards or uh, reveal two cards. So... Um. Well, well, let's just go around and say a couple cards that we are we can talk about them and say what cards we we think have been cool so far. So, I and I will I will more than happy to go first if you'd like. Okay. Well, I, I'm just gonna bring up these couple points real quick because we did yes. have so the the release schedule is a little bit interesting i feel like mm -hmm. uh, so far it's felt a little bit slow paced compared to i think some of the releases before uh, but since we recorded last we've gotten 16 more cards uh, and they did do last week uh the there was like a an initial showcase you know with brian kibler uh, the reveal stream for locations so we got five more locations which means we have seven of them now seven of ten yeah, we don't have Demon Hunter, Rogue, or the Warlock yet. Uh, I'm not sure that I want to see Demon Hunter's <laughs> location. <laughs> well, you'll see it at some point. Yes, I know. Uh, then they did kind of dump a lot of mage cards, and it seems like mages are revolving around volatile skeletons. Mm -hmm. And and we'll, we'll talk about what that is. Uh, but I just thought that was really interesting. I was like, wow, they showed like six mage cards all at once i think some of those were from that uh reveal uh video as well um and then paladin trying to lean into the silverhand recruit stuff again mm -hmm. yep we'll, we'll see uh, i don't know that it's ever really like 
stuck around every time they've tried it. So maybe this time it'll happen. I don't the know. The old token paladin is coming back. I mean, yeah. there was there was a time when it was a thing of the and during the White Forge st- uh, Stegadon, like that was a thing, and the the yeah, like, the thing paladin. Yes, but it it, it <laughs> still it was a thing. It happened. It did. <laughs> so, will, will it happen when there isn't a Baku to help give you two a turn as opposed to just one? That's that's the question. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that is a legitimate question. I don't know how to answer that. So. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, uh, they, maybe. <laughs> yeah. They, so. they did reveal Sire Denathrius himself, too. We're, we're going to talk about him in mm-hmm. a minute. But uh, with 16 cards, yeah. Were there like a, was there a couple that you guys thought were really interesting? You said uh, you want to go first, Aaron? Yeah. I, I, well, we were talking about, we talked about the mage in the volatile skeletons. I think that's super cool. And I really like their location. The Nightcloak Sanctum, a three mana location with three durability, uh, freeze a minion and summon a two, two volatile skeleton, which the volatile skeleton is a two, two that deals uh on death rattle deal two em- uh damage to an enemy minion or an enemy so random enemy sorry i'm getting my reading's not good tonight <laughs> i apologize but yeah so it's a 2 2 that goes off and hits does two more damage potentially to a minion potentially to face and like mage loves freezing minions and like now it's positive freeze like it freezes and puts something out on the board so i think that's like super cool so i'm like really really into this (laughs) i am really not into this having played against freeze shaman i don't know that i'm going to like this any better i mean yes you might have to put minions (laughs) on the board but like this isn't a total freeze like like the like we're seeing with freeze shaman and that but this is still going to be i think a bit infuriating and then it's it's capped off with a with its own finisher kalthos the inevitable the eight mana six eight legendary that says battle cry resurrect your volatile skeletons any that can't fit on the battlefield instantly explode and we got to see an example of that during the the reveal stream and just yeah kalthos gets played you get three or four however many spaces you had open and then just a bunch of random two two damage things pop up on minions and and the opponent's face after that so that was that's really interesting but yeah i'm not looking forward to this i mean that's super cool it's gonna be it it is cool it is cool it's very thematic i think it fits in really well here i love that we're getting a a new kalthos uh or kalthazad sorry kalthazad but it is it is not something I I I don't want to be frozen. I do, I don't like having minions on the board that I can't do anything with. That makes me sad. Yeah, this is it's really interesting because like let's see they have um like the location the legendary and then two other spells that work with the volatile skeletons. And I, I, maybe there's going to be a little bit more, but I'm kind of curious if like 
if this, at least those those four cards on their own, are enough to be actually like create enough support to make this some sort of big combo thing where you can like play all your stuff and and kill off enough skeletons to like kill your opponent, especially if your opponent has minions on the board that could potentially soak up some of that damage. I don't know. It is a really interesting theme, but I like, I feel like either it will create in a completely new archetype and be viable, or it's going to end up completely on like the meme end of (laughs) decks. Either way, I'm here for it. Either way, (laughs) I am here for it. I think it's super cool. Like, regardless if this is practical or good, I love it and I want to see it. Well, I mean, but the the concern I think is there, right? Because yeah. like it, when you when you invest four of say the ten cards that Mage is going to get this expansion to this kind of archetype, if that archetype doesn't work, where is Mage going to go with regards to decks for for during the murder in Ca- at Castle Nathria expansion? Because unless unless those other things are really good and, and really well supplement things that are already existing mage might be in a you you might have a hard time playing mage in standard for the next for the next three months or four months uh, if that's the case yeah it's it's definitely a possibility right it is 100 percent something that could happen so and it we has, actually saw that with yeah. we actually saw that with free shaman exactly. I mean, the, when, when when Murabi got got released along with a couple other freeze spells, and and then it just kind of went nowhere for the entire time it was in standard. Shaman was like a wasteland for that entire uh, that entire uh, uh, troll expansion. Yeah, I'm really interested because like I think out of the mage cards that we've seen, at least the. Uh... The location's the only one that freezes, right? There, so it's like is freezing going to be really relevant? But there's already some freeze stuff, and there these are a lot. Like three of the cards that they showed here are frost spells, which I don't know if like frost mage or like frost skeleton mage is going to become a thing. Like you just play all the skeleton stuff, and then you play like all the freeze stuff, and and make it a thing. Uh, could be, could be. I, I I don't. Has there been anything like this in Mage before? I think is that is that kind of what you were talking about, Mage? Like this kind of feels like it closes in on a forcing a certain archetype i'm trying to think if there was something I, else that like maybe not specifically like this but that kind of no it, it just it, it feels like the these cards with with specifically four of them having to do with the volatile skeletons it does sort of feel like you know those are all going to kind of get packaged into a deck in, in order to kind of make the thing work right you have you have a bunch of ways to generate volatile skeletons. You have the actual volatile skeleton minion that that is a neutral minion, and then you've got the finisher and Kalthuzad. So you're not going to play Kalthuzad if you're not playing volatile skeletons. And if these like generator cards of the skeletons aren't good enough that you want to play them, 
then 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 Kalthazad's not good enough to be played. And then it's like, well then suddenly what are you doing if you're if you're playing mage? I mean that that that's I guess the question that that I have. And yeah, no, it doesn't necessarily the the Night Cloak Sanctum is the only thing that freezes a minion, but um, I just think they they've still got some other freeze stuff in the in, in the in the core set right now. Blizzard is in the core set, things like that, and it just I don't know. I I start to get worried when I see all this frost stuff, and um, it it, get, it gets me nervous. <laughs> It gets me nervous. That's, I mean, that's completely reasonable, like, to be nervous about that because it has a lot of potential to go wrong, especially in this first set. But it does not necessarily mean that, like, all is lost for Mage and that there might be more in the mini set that, you know, justifies it or there's a card that makes it come mini set. So, like... I'm just saying what we all we know we know this right we we know that it's a possibility. I'm just trying to be an optimist when it comes to this. So well, I feel like I feel like the other kind of comparison, even within Mage, that we can make is uh the like the Ping Mage Hero Power Mage package, right? And I feel like that's very similar in, in terms of the kind of you package it all together. There yeah. have been some Mage decks that have fit in like the ping stuff that don't play you know the big top end payoff of Mordresh but I think a lot of them do but uh, it certainly feels like this could also kind of fit in with that style of play for Mage where they kind of have this package of stuff like you're saying and and it just kind of becomes a thing a, for a while a fire and ice package is what we're talking about now maybe <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, if you if you mix them both, yeah. Yeah. Yep. We're up for a song of fire and ice. Alright, let's let's go. <laughs> I thought we had that with uh with quest. But we'll see. The, yeah. the quest line mage. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. So what what else are we excited to see? Coming down the pipeline. Anything that you're excited, Mage? Anything that you liked? Uh, I think it's. You mentioned the Silverhand recruit things that we've seen so far now with Paladin. I think that's. I think it's interesting, and I and I. Part of me kind of hopes that it actually works, uh, because I I've always kind of liked that that uh, archetype, though it it hasn't necessarily taken off. Uh, too well in in standard play that that much outside of odd paladin um but the uh paladin legendary the the paladin suspect in the in the murder party here stuart of steward steward stuart the steward excuse me three mana three three death rattle give the next silver hand recruit you summon plus three, plus three, and this death rattle. So once you play this minion, every every Silverhand recruit you're going to play for the rest of the game is is basically a four. The next one, you know, as you keep, you know, the next one you create after one dies is going to be a four, four, which is, which is 
pretty interesting and and makes it make suddenly that that be actually a pretty decent minion for two mana at that point so i I, i'm i'm curious and the mana cost on it we've seen ways to buff the silver hand recruits previously but they've always been five six mana in order to do it and the fact that this is only three mana now granted it doesn't like buff everyone it's always like the first one but i think that the mana cost of this is going to allow for a little bit easier time playing it and and my hope would be that then the silver hand recruit package might actually work yeah it's it's an interesting amount of support i I could see it working. I just the only thing I'm worried about, like specifically at the moment, is the abundance of starfish, smothering starfish uh, in the field right now. And obviously, that could change come a new meta and a new set. But like, he's Stewart. The Stewart's real sad if he gets silence. He's just a three mana three three. So it's. Adding a death rattle, which can be affected, which isn't isn't the worst thing in the world. It's fine. I'm just I just hope that there's some more support we haven't seen yet. But I I I would like to see the silver hand token package come back because I thought it was a really interesting package and the support they had at the time when it came out. I thought it was cool, so I would like to see some more. And like the sinful sous chef, which is another card. The it's like the the uh, dry gulch jailer of old, <laughs> and it gives you two silver hand recruits instead of one on death rattle. So, Dragon Rider, yeah, what do you, what do you think well, about it, this? It's kind of interesting because these also are death rattles, right? Like both of them are death rattles, which <laughs> is. I don't know how you feel about it being a death rattle, especially that sous chef they were just talking about. Okay, it's a one mana two one, which seems cool. And the mm-hmm. death rattle give you some silver hand recruits. Also, I don't know, like silver hand recruits have always just felt pretty lackluster, even sometimes with the supports. Uh, I think one thing that would make a lot of these cards really good is if there is some sort of mechanic that ends up giving them rush. Um, okay. Because I think even in like uh, Murlocs, I think in like Murloc Shaman specifically, things like Scout that help you actually like take the board and use your Murlocs like the turn they come out feels like such a huge card. And I, I, I feel like Silverhand Recruits, especially with these buffs, would love to have that too. Like if you can summon a Silverhand Recruit that then gains that Death Rattle rush it into something and kill it summon another silver and recruit that then gets that death rattle and like maybe rush that in. like you could really kind of get more uh, value and take advantage of the death rattles so i'm kind of curious to see if there's going to be some sort of like rush mechanic that they put with this um i'm a little worried that without something like that that these death right death rattles are going to feel a little sad that's fair Okay. We, we do have the Dunbaldar Bridge that mm-hmm. could potentially buff some minions. We have we have potentially the Paladin Quest 
that could leverage the use of getting a bunch of these uh, uh, a bunch of these silverhand recruits as well. So there might there might actually be a way that you could make make something work here. And we've got like Stand Against Darkness is in standard right now because it's in the core set. So there's there's some stuff here that's already in the core set, and now we're supplementing it with what's coming in Castle or Murder in Castle Nathria. So it, you know, there's it's more than just these three cards, and and so I'm very curious to see even Great Hall the location. You know, you put that on the board, you can it sets a, a minion's attack and health to three. So we we've seen that effect in Paladin before, but you know you suddenly can make a a uh, silver hand recruit a little bit uh, a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, and the cool thing about Great Hall is it set a minion, not friendly, a minion. Yes. So that is. That's buff always the slash, best part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is buff slash removal, and it gets to go three times. Like, that is horrifying right there. That is a horrifying location. Because, like... Yeah, remember when we paid three mana to do that once? <laughs> I yes. do. I do, in fact. Yeah. I do. <laughs> and we were happy about it, too. <laughs> Back in my we day, we paid three mana. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh you can tell yeah. we've been around hearthstone for a few days <laughs> <laughs> yeah just, just a little bit we, we've been around a little bit um yeah it's uh it's pretty interesting i think uh the paladin card that i'm most excited for because we did get uh several paladin cards as well is the elitist snob it's an epic five mana three four Battle cry for each paladin card in your hand, randomly gain divine shield, lifesteal, rush, or taunt. Like, honestly, a lot of the paladin decks right now, I feel like, are running a pretty good chunk of just paladin cards, mm -hmm. not very many neutrals. Anyways, I think this is flexible enough. You could run it in a variety of archetypes. Like, you could probably fit this into a more aggressive deck. Uh, you could definitely play it in slower decks. You might even be able to play this in like a silver hand recruit deck if you wanted just like another threat. But if you play this and you've been drawing cards or haven't really been playing a ton, you could get multiple of these or, uh, you know, get all of them like guaranteed, even just on turn five, which seems really sweet. And yeah. uh, there's no buff that goes along with it, which I think mm -hmm. is like the, you know, the kind of the saddest part. Uh, it's, it's no Ivis, but yeah, uh, it still is pretty cool. Like it, it kind of reminds me of a mix of like a Zilliax and um, oh gosh, now I can't remember the name of it. That The 8-8 eight eight that like you drew a Divine Shield, Rush, Taunt, and you got that effect. Oh, wait. Are you talking about uh, Varian? Yes, Varian. He's a 7-7. Seven, like seven. Uh, yeah, he's 8 cost, right? <laughs> yes, he's 8 cost. Sorry, I, yeah. I think I misunderstood. Okay, yeah. But it, it kind of has like those type of vibes, and I'm kind of for it. I like it. Uh, here, here. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's very cool. It reminds me of... Um, 
the 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 card from uh, Wrath of the Lit or Knights of the Frozen Throne, the four mana three three that gained Divine Shield Taunt and Life Taker or something like that, like Corpse Taker. Wasn't Corpse it? Taker, yes, that one hundred percent. It was Corpse Taker. So oh, yeah. I was like, I don't even know what card this is. <laughs> uh, the, that's out of my memory. Long I, gone. Long yes. Gone uh, initially, I think I was hearing people suggest that this would be in like a like a pure Paladin deck or a full 30-card Paladin deck. But, I mean, it's just talking about cards that are in your hand. So most, most decks, and, and I think, like... You know, unless they're Murlocs, for for whatever reason, a lot of those <laughs> Murlocs are in, in in neutral. But like a lot of Paladin decks, typically are you know like twenty four to twenty eight cards that are that are going to be Paladin cards. And so, you know, I, I the odds of you being able to get three or all four of these just because you're you know you're playing this, I, I think is pretty pretty likely even even if you aren't running a full paladin deck yes yeah Yeah. i completely agree and i mean like i I think that's where you kind of see the difference in something like this versus ivis that gets like the buff as well if this had some sort of like stat buff that you also got then that's when i think you would really want to make sure you're playing as many paladin cards as possible or have a large hand size but like the text on this divine shield. Okay. Like let's say you have, you play this and you have nine cards in your hand. Eight of them are paladin cards. Like, okay. If you get divine shield twice. Okay. <laughs> Rush twice. Okay. Taunt twice. Like whatever. Lifesteal twice. Like it, it's the same effect. So essentially, as long as you have enough to, to get, like you said, three or four, then that's really, I think all you're going to end up needing with the card. I agree. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there, I just feel like there are a lot of doors to be open with that card. So, I'm, I'm into it. I, 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 like, I have not seen much yet so far that that uh, that they've shown where I'm like, nah, I, I could give her, I could take or leave this one. So, yeah. I think it's super think, cool. I think we have to talk about Sa- Sire Denathrius, the 10-mana 10 yes. 10, 10 minion that was shown off today with Lifesteal, Battlecry, deal 5 damage amongst enemies, Endless Infuse of 1, deal 1 more. Now, while we were talking before the show on on whether, we not, whether or not we thought this was a good card or not, there's been a lot of cards that have been 10-mana 10 10 10s, this is probably the best 10 mana 10 10 card we've ever seen. 10 10 cards for 10 mana typically don't see play. 10 mana cards in general don't see a ton of play usually. What do you guys think? Is this good enough to see play? We're both sitting here like staring at each other like Yeah, this, go first? this is a game of this is okay, a game of I'll, chicken and they're right. not going they're, they're not no one's gonna put a foot out. Alright, I I'll, I'll go ahead and put the foot out. I, yes, I think this will see play in Druid in its current some of its current iterations or where it goes next, but um other than that, I have a hard time seeing this like it does have an impact 
Um, when it comes down, obviously a very like a Cthulhu uh, impact, but it has to be in your hand to be infused. And a ten mana that does five damage, uh, not bad. A, a ten mana, ten ten. It has life steal too. So like, the, it, there's a lot of upsides to the card. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think it has enough of them to to really deliver. So I I, I want to say that yes, it it will see the play, but. Like, I can't much see it outside of Paladin. Or Druid, excuse me. <laughs> Dur. I was like, oh, Paladin. Okay, maybe maybe I can see it there. Uh, okay, I, I, here here's my hot take. I think that this is definitely not going to be played in every deck, right? You don't want to sure. play this in an aggressive deck, okay? Like, decks that are going to top out five, six, or seven because of Smite. You don't want to really be running this in those decks. But I think that in the decks that this does show up, it could potentially be game-ending. And I think there's a couple of reasons why it's going to be game-ending when it's played in those decks. First of all, the endlessly infuse of one. So if this enters your hand pretty early in the game, it's just going to keep building every time one enemy dies, or one... uh, friendly minion dies so as long as you have some minions that are gonna die uh this could build up by the time you get to play it to like deal 10 deal 12 deal 15 damage and you also get healing from it at the same time which uh is huge now the caveat to that is that this can't really come down against super aggressive decks unless your deck answers their stuff every turn right the games were like if you're playing this in a in a game against an aggressive deck and you get to turn 10 and get to play this like you were probably already winning that game anyways because <laughs> uh, aggressive decks don't want to be going to turn 10 or later uh, so that at that point it kind of just becomes a win more but i i do think in some games this is going to be a huge huge impact on the board and it's it's going to be a 10, 10 body that also just becomes a threat that the opponent has to answer. Mm-hmm. So it's a 10, 10 body with a Reno Jackson, like healing effect attached to it. If your opponent has six minions on the board, you heal for 30. I actually think in thinking about this a little bit, the Prince Renathal card Works very nicely with this card. I don't see how you would play this card with a 30-card deck and a 30-card health pool. But in a 40-card deck with a 40-card health... Or 40-card deck and a 40-health pool, you could... You, I, I feel like you have the ability to put more control tools, more removal spells, more minions, whatever, into your deck. And then this card can be... This card is one of those one-card board swing, completely change the game sort of maneuvers. And like you, after if you're playing any sort of like board-centric deck, this is the card that you fear. Like if I if I'm setting up to try and win at or around turn ten, 
I have to be worried that my my opponent might be playing this, and if I don't kill them, then this is going to come down and they're going to kill me because they're going to have a 10-10 on the board, they're going to be back at full health, and and then I'm I don't know what I'm going to do at that point. I think does it I, it splits up the damage, right? Like if it deals five, it okay. will deal five like split okay. up, right? It's not dealing five to everything at once. I thought I thought it was dealing five to everything. Okay. Okay, but, yeah, I, okay, I think yeah, it's all right. Up, so no, it's no, it's a right. think of it as a Cthulhu effect. That's what okay. it is. Yeah, yeah, like one damage gotcha. at a time. Exactly. So that's where that's where I'm at. That's when like it's good. Don't get me wrong. Like it it yeah. impacts. It's but, a, it's not as good as I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it did if it did that damage to everyone, then uh, we're we're in a completely different state of yeah, what, I'm what this card that to, every deck exactly. <laughs> But here, the the counterpoint to it is in my in my mind is the fact that yes, it gains sits there and gains stats. But like, how long is it sitting there, and what other card could you have had sitting there and played and made an impact on the game instead of like sitting around waiting for this card to you know show up and do something? So like, that's where that's where I feel like it falls short, and like. That's why I like it with Druid because you have like scale of Anixia and just you can just immediately do that with Guff when you're doing your Guff stuff. You can get you can drop that mana and drop it all in one turn. So like do, doing this on turn eight because you have ten mana and because you've pumped it up to do ten to twelve damage because you've managed to play a scale of Anixia beforehand. Seems like a lot better card than than it's going to be able to be done, used in other classes. Exactly. Yeah. It uh, it has a lot of upside. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think too because I think the design of this it rewards you so much more for it being in your hand, which also feels so funky. Because like think about it, like if you were to just top deck this on turn ten. It might be good still. You're, you're still getting a 10-10 lifesteal body. But for the effects, like dealing five damage split up, eh, might not feel super great. And even against some decks, depending on like how the game has gone and the board state, that might not even be enough to save you. So like the design of it is really interesting. Because uh, it, it feels like it gets so much better the longer it sits in your hand. And if it's in your hand from early in the game, which feels so weird. So then it makes me think, like, do we actually want to play that? Like, yeah, maybe maybe it ends up only being used in, like, one or two decks. And that's where it shines. There's definitely cards like that uh, already. Yeah. Is there any is there any other class that we can think of besides Druid where this makes sense? I, 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 was, poten- I was potentially thinking Warlock. That Possibly. was my other thought. Mm-hmm. That and like honestly, maybe Paladin. Yeah. Uh, just because I think you could also the Silverhand um, recruits can feed into the uh, in endless infuse. Yeah. Yeah, Silverhand recruits, and even just setting up things like inequality beforehand, and then getting to uh, try to clear some board or something. the The big thing is that I don't, unless there's going to be something revealed. I don't know how you take advantage of this as much in some of the other classes because of that mana. 
And I think that's why, Darren, you keep bringing up Druid, because you can go above that mana. Yep. So you can combo this with other cards in the same turn. But other classes, like, just playing something on curve sometimes does not feel great. Exactly. Especially on know. 10 mana, and you yeah. have to get something done. All of a sudden, things start to feel real bad. Yeah, so, you, you're so happy, you get out there, you get your Sire Denathrius down, and then all of a sudden they Great Hall and make it a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. 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 Ooh, that, that would suck. Yeah. That would really suck. That is not ideal, yes. Like, I think if you could do something like equality plus this in the same turn, oh boy, yes. Yes, I want that. <laughs> but I don't know how you do that unless you can severely discount your your holy spells to be able to play that in the same turn as this but i don't i don't know if there's a way to do that so i feel like this is just a really interesting card because i think initially looking at it you want to just say oh my god this is overpowered this is so strong and and it's just gonna break the game but then the more we talk about it's like well maybe this isn't as relevant in as many situations but i don't know where the in-between will actually end up falling. Yeah, complete, completely agree. It is, I, I'm very much looking to see if this actually finds some a home somewhere. I, I'm rooting for it, for the, like, big minion, the, the like, the, the, the Timmy in me wants to see this dead man at dead dead find a spot somewhere, but... It might, it, it may, it, this might not be it. Any last cards you guys want to talk about? Um, let's talk about all the great druid cards we've seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess we should. I guess we should real quick. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I, it's, we've only seen, we've seen one card for hunter, druid, and rogue, it looks like. So, I mean, there's still a lot to go. I mean, to be fair, though, I think the Hunter card, the the Castle Kennels, is a real banger. And, like, that card is going to just, uh, whoo. I feel like this is going to be a real big boon for Hunter. It's a two-mana location with three durability. Give a friendly minion plus two attack. If it's a beast, give it rush. Like... What point of this, what part of that is not everything a hunter has dreamed of for its entire life? <laughs> That's like... Plus every- two attack, check. Uh, rush. board impact, check. Exactly. Uh, I'll t- beast, I'll play- check. I'm playing beast, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. So... Yeah, I'll, I'll play that on two into a turn three harpoon gun into a turn four hydrolodon or turn four mountain bear now after harpoon gun has gotten buffed yeah seven a seven six with rush on on four yeah that sounds fair to me yeah uh so i mean i think it's really cool that that was the other one that like really caught my attention so far and obviously we will be talking more about the cards as the weeks come on we've got we're we've got what three four weeks now one, two, three, four. So we're four weeks out from from uh, the expansion, which I guess makes sense why everything's coming so slow, right? It's just they announced it longer. It feels like longer before. So 
Anyways, it's exciting. But I think before we get into this week's poll question, we have to promote the fact that next week is yes. episode 160. Woo! 160, baby. 160 yes. episodes of Doctor 3. <laughs> and you know what happens every 10 episodes now on these on these even number episodes? We do like a how, live show. <laughs> I like how you squeezed the word now in there. That was perfect. Yes. But it's yeah. the thing we're doing now. So It is. Yeah. Yeah. So also live show. live show with special guest. Ooh. You you have no idea how excited we are for a special guest. Um, I feel like I I've locked in I've locked in the special guest, and I feel like there's one person here on our podcast who should make that announcement. Mage, why don't you tell us who our special guest is? Because well, no, the reason why I'm saying you is because you said if there was one person you would not want to miss oh, an interview yes. with, it was this yes. person. Yes, exactly. that, I did. I I did say that there is there is one person in the Hearthstone community that when I, when I was going to be out last week, I said if 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 they were going to get anybody to replace me, they could do anybody but. Ridiculous Hat, because if Ridiculous Hat was going to be here, I would want to be here as well. But, so that did not happen last week, but next week for episode 160, our live show, come ask us questions, tell us your thoughts about the murder at Castle Nathria cards that have been released. You can hear all three of us, along with our special guest, Ridiculous Hat. Yeah, Yay. this is going to be so good. <laughs> like it's, yes, it is. It's we are very excited. It's going to be live on Dragon Riders Twitch channel, correct? Yes, it's yes. Ten p.m. Eastern time, seven p.m. Pacific time. If I if if I've got the the times right on that, correct? Yes, yeah. Ten p.m. Right. Eastern, eight p.m. Mountain. Yes, yes, that's right. I just, yes. I had to say it again in my head to make sure I was thinking correctly. <laughs> yeah, and there, well, you'll see it in a whole bunch of places where you can find all that. We'll talk about it in a minute after we get the next poll question. Yes. Speaking so, of so poll questions. Of you, so all of you um, looking for um, Ridiculous had to add another jewel to his Thanos uh his Thanos club, he is going to get to add uh, Doctor 3 to that list as well. So. Exactly. So this will be the my, the second podcast I've been on that I've gotten Ridiculous Hat on. There you go. All right, our poll question for this week. We wanted to know from you, do you think Sire Denathrius will appear in a Tier 3 or better deck during the murder at Castle Nathria meta? Simple yes or no question. Let us know what you think. We'll even throw a not sure in there if you're not quite sure. Vote. Let us know what you think. We'll tell you the results on next week's show. Live with Ridiculous Act. Yeah. This is awesome. All right. Well, speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email us at Dr3HS at gmail.com. You can join our, our Discord by following our top pin tweet and you can find me uh 
uh, on Twitter at Daring Alkaline and at Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Daring Alkaline. Dragon Rider, what about you? You can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK, D A W N I E D K, Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider DK, and uh, been doing consistent YouTube stuff. So twice a week, Woo! all of that is coming out. Yes, very exciting. I've been, uh, I've been seeing it. I've been seeing them. It's, it's popping up on my they feed. Show up every, yeah. Yeah, they show up every yeah. time I log into YouTube for for uh, all, my, all my other YouTube that I'm doing. I see those and I and I tried to check those out when I can. It's working. Yeah. Definitely, wow. definitely check them thank, out. Thank you. And uh, also something exciting that's kind of going on this week because uh, I, I feel like I get a lot of questions from people just about like, how do I manage everything? You know, with doing like this podcast and streaming and YouTube and AFG and casting and tournaments. Uh, so actually this week I'm also recording everything that I do. Or at least even like a kind of a monologue type thing, trying to show some stuff and how I manage my calendar and my time and all of the things that I do. So uh, look forward to that in the next couple of weeks coming out if you're interested in actually checking out all that I do in kind of an average week. Oh, that's really cool. (laughs) That gets me tired just thinking about it. Yeah, I also didn't realize how much more work it was going to be to record me talking about the work that i'm doing instead of just like do the work that i'm doing and uh so yeah yesterday i was like oh my god like i felt i feel kind of bad for ronak the first day which was a lot more of like me explaining my calendar explaining how i set things up uh it was like some of them were only like a minute or two minutes long but i posted like 17 videos little clips and stuff i was like here you go (laughs) (laughs) have Uh, fun sorry Sorry, not sorry (laughs) whoops it's okay. All right. Uh, and finally, Mage, what about you? Where can we find you and your talk about comics as well? Yeah, yeah. so you can find me talking about Hearthstone uh, Diablo Immortal, which I think is probably coming to an end at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> as well as D&D and some other things at Mage of Death. And then tomorrow or today, as you're listening to this, the first episode of our new Comics Over Time podcast is going to be released, talking about some comics that'll get you uh, ready for Thor Love and Thunder that is coming out this weekend in theaters. And then next week, we're going to give you a review of Thor Love and Thunder. So uh, if you want to know about Gore the God Butcher, you want to hear about Jane Foster being... Thor, please come check it out, and uh, yeah, we'll have fun comics over time on Twitter. We'll get you the link, and you can find us wherever you're, wherever you get your podcasts. Awesome! Make sure you go check that out too. So it should be a good time. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in for another week. The, the expansion hype is real here, and we're excited you came along with us. And as always, you've been listening to. Doctor Three.